Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and coming to you live from Dion Sanders' publicist couch, the Fourth and <laughs> Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. I'm Scott Swainy, the Sherpa, by process of elimination. I am not Jana. Jana, welcome to the show tonight. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I've been I've been spending all week preparing for the show, as you no doubtedly can tell, um, especially our, our favorite segment, Who Am I?, which we'll be getting to a little bit later. But why don't you give our listeners an idea of what we're going to be doing tonight on the show and how they can get in touch with us during the show. Well, tonight we're going to be looking at uh, players to avoid, sleepers, busts, guys to pick up at all positions, including Scott's favorite kickers and defense. Kickers are important. We touched on it a little bit last week when we had the lovely Allie Fontana on from the Bruno Boys, but we're going to go a little more in-depth this week. And in the meantime, you can get a hold of us all throughout the hour that we're here. We're here from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Time, as we are every week. Uh, and there are a couple of ways you can get in touch with us. Number one, you can call in and talk to us live on air at 347-677-1608. Again, that's 347-677-1608. Uh, you can ask us questions, play Who Am I, whatever floats your boat. You can also email us at the number 4 show at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4THNInchesShow. From there, you can find Scott and my personal Twitters as well if you want to talk to us during the week. We're also on Facebook uh, under the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find us all week long on FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Tomorrow, uh, I know for sure we're going to have an article about our offensive rankings, top to bottom. Scott and I are both doing them, and we'll see what matches up and what doesn't. I'm sure there will be some differences because we never really think alike. We um, never disagree on anything. All right. You can send us some smoke signals, a carrier pigeon, however you want to get in touch with us. We're happy to talk to you during the show or throughout the week. We want to hear what you have to say. Uh, and from there, let's just jump right in. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you for that introduction. It gave me a couple more minutes to prepare for the show. So why don't we just dive right in for um, our top five quarterbacks and also our top five to avoid for this season. Why don't we start with the ones that you uh, that you like, your top five. Uh, who, who do you have as your number one quarterback? Why don't you give me your top five? All right. Uh, anybody who's ever listened to this show even one time knows that I have a real serious fantasy football crush on Aaron Rodgers. I go out of my way to put him on every team I have. Last year, it paid off for me for sure. This year, I'm hoping for the same outcome. Um, I've got Aaron Rodgers as my number one quarterback. I'm sure that he's not number one on a lot of lists, but for me, he is. Um, and then going down the line, you've pretty much got the usual suspects, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I have Big Ben at number five, but I also really, really like Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco, so I kind of have them as 5A and B. <laughs> I couldn't really wow. keep it down to five, but I tried. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll be happy to know that I agreed with you verbatim on your top four, Rogers, Brees, Ooh. Manning. And Brady, the only one I'm disagreeing with you, and he would probably be my number six, would be Big Ben. And the one I'm a little surprised you didn't mention, who would be my number five, because he's the quarterback of the offense that I think is going to be the best in football this year, and that's the Houston Texans' Matt Shop. Oh, <laughs> All right, first uh, we had this little dalliance you're having with the Chiefs, but now you're trying to tell me that the Texans are going to have – the whole best offense of the league all around, not just the best run game, you think Matt Schaub is a top-five quarterback? Uh, not only top ten, I, I think he's a top-five quarterback. This is, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to get over this. I wholeheartedly do not agree. I like Matt Schaub. I like the Texans. But I do not see Matt Schaub getting over that hump of not being able to close down the stretch and win important games. As much as I'd like to, I like the Texans. I just, I, I, I don't even know if I would. I don't have them anywhere near my top five. 
from a fantasy football perspective, though, I mean, he throws for a ton of yards, and you know, if he doesn't win the big games, I think that's just as much a function of the defense as it is of him. And if anything, from a fantasy perspective, it probably helps that they have, you know, if not the worst defense in football, one of the two or three worst defenses in football, just because you know, they're they're going to give up a ton of points, so he's going to have to throw more than you, know, you would like. You're not going to be able to run out the clock with Arian Foster a ton. So I... I, I disagree, but we'll see. If you guys out there have opinions, I'd love to hear them. Again, Twitter, call us, and the magic number for calling us is, Jenna, that's your cue. 347-677-1608. Okay. So why don't we get to the quarterbacks that we would avoid? And that doesn't mean that... You know, I'm not saying Derek Anderson because I don't think he's even going to be starting, but five guys that you think are going to be starting this year who you want no part of. So, Jenna, who, who's in your um, five, your bottom five or the five you're going to avoid? Um, well, number one, Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Goes without saying, he's probably not going to have a job with the Redskins, and uh, if he does get picked up somewhere else, it's basically a rental year. I don't know if he could even last a whole season as a starter. Um, two, Carson Palmer, because nobody even knows if he's going to play, and if he does, he's coming back to a terrible team. Three, Matt Hasselbeck, who, again, if he does come back, plagued with injuries, not a great team. Four, I have anybody quarterbacking the Bills, which is kind of just lumping anybody who plays quarterback for the organization together because I don't want any part of any of them. And number five, I have Kevin Cobb, and he's five on the list mainly because he's likely getting traded probably to Arizona, and he could potentially have some value out there, but I'm not ready to say I think he can carry a team the whole season and have enough value. But he's not as bad of an option as some of the others. Okay, uh McNabb is an interesting one. I would actually, depending on where he lands, if he lands with either Minnesota with a couple of the receivers out there, Percy Harvin and maybe Sidney Rice, or if he lands in Arizona with Larry Fitzgerald, I think he could actually do pretty well. Same thing with Kevin Cobb, although Kevin Cobb was on my avoid list just because you know, at this mm-hmm. point, you really have no. I mean, for all we know, it's it's unlikely, but Philadelphia could even decide that hey, you know, Michael Vick is is somewhat of an injury risk, and we want to keep him around at least for the first few weeks and and see how that goes. Carson uh, oh, Palmer, I, but Kevin Cobb has come out and said he won't play for them regardless. <laughs> so I well, I don't know. I don't know if if he can if he's gonna. If he's going to even be there for a few weeks, I think he's out the door immediately. Well, Carson Palmer, I I can't see him going back to Cincinnati. He's pretty well burned his bridges there. But again, you know, if he wound up, you know, with either of those two teams, with Arizona or Minnesota, I could see him doing well. I mean, I'm not such a big fan. If he were to go to Miami or Seattle or some of those teams or Washington, I'm not so sure what I would like of you know him doing there. The only reason Matt Hasselbeck isn't on my list is because I don't think Seattle is going to bring him back as a starter. If they bring him back at all, I think it would probably be to groom somebody else, but uh, we'll see. And if he goes somewhere else, if he's in Washington or Arizona or wherever, I, I just not sure he'd be a starter, but we'll see with him. And the Buffalo, I'll hold off on that because I have a slightly different take. So my five to avoid, and then, of course, you can rip me a new one with my list then, but uh, my five to avoid would be Mark Sanchez at number one. I just, I know he, you know, people in New York love him, or at least Jets fans do and all, but I just, a guy with his accuracy rate, he improved a little bit last year, but his completion rate is still way below average, and I just don't trust him as a as a fantasy quarterback. Two, I had Kevin Cobb, although I was just playing devil's advocate with you. Three would be Chad Henney of Miami. Four would be Jason Campbell with Oakland. I know some people are going to be on the Oakland bandwagon this year because of Darren McFadden, but I'm not seeing it. And number five, Eli Manning might be – I could probably think of guys that I – would avoid more than him, but my my thing with him is we brought up when we were uh, guests on Jim Day's Twitter roundtable a couple weeks ago is I just 
think that he has far too many turnovers, and especially if you're losing two points for an interception or a fumble instead of one, he's just somebody that I think could throw for 4,000 yards and undo a lot of that good you know, with all the turnovers. So that would be my top five. So what's what's your take on my list? Um, I, I personally am not a fan of Eli Manning as a fantasy quarterback just because I don't trust him at all. Um, I'm not ready to give up on Chad Henney. I am probably the only person in the world aside from Chad Henney's family, but I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him just yet. I think, I think he's still got think, potential. I think they're ready to throw in the towel on him, too. They might be. I It might just be me and Chad Henney who are not ready to give up on the dream. Well, it's kind of I'm suspicious not. that his Twitter handle, too, is throw in the towel, but that's <laughs> Does that fit in 15 characters? I'm not even sure, but anyway, I don't go ahead. Know. Um, Mark Sanchez, I'm I'm not a huge fan of uh, fantasy-wise or fan-wise, but he does have some assets. It'll be interesting. I'm kind of waiting. I'm on the fence to see what the Jets actually look like after the lockout's over. Um, I don't know if I'd put him in my bottom five, but he might be close. Okay. So... Overall, we had some disagreement there, but no violent shouting or screaming matches. So that's pretty good. We actually agreed on most of the top five, not that I think that that would be too controversial. So are we ready for some Who Am I, or should we do some running backs first and then get to Who Am I? All right, we can do a couple Who Am I. Hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully, I can have another good showing this week. Well, you were you were excellent at that last week. So for those who might not have heard last week's show, which I'm sure all of you did, and if you didn't, you should go back and listen to it so you'll you'll have the context for this. But who am I? Most of the times people say, eh, he threw for 4,000 yards last year and 25 touchdowns. Well, we do things a little bit differently around here, as you'll find out in a second. So who am I? I was being mentored by Deion Sanders up until several months ago, and this week Deion Sanders called me out in a very public way. Who am I? I am Des Bryant. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Very good. All right. You are on fire. So how about how about this one? Um, number two, I gave an interview the other day in which I really – called Roger Commissioner Roger Goodell some, some mean, nasty names. I think I said something to the effect of that if that man were on fire, I wouldn't piss on him to put it out. Who am I? I believe you are James Harrison. That is correct. You are <laughs> And that was one of the two. nicer things you said in the interview. <laughs> I haven't read the whole interview, just the portion of it that was on the... Okay, so now... Here, here's here's my favorite one this week, and there are many others. And so this is the last one we'll do in this segment, and then we'll we'll hop back to it. But this one, I was actually mentioned as as a person in last week's Who Am I? And amazingly, Uh-oh. I got arrested again this week. Who am I? I am Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> That's correct. You are three for three, and you are on fire. All right. I, am, I could be a professional Who Am I player. I mean, it's, you, you could it's be. starting to become a career path. <laughs> no, you're you're doing really well with this. If if, if this ever becomes a final Jeopardy category, you you should just bet the house, you know, whatever <laughs> you have, and you'll you'll be in great shape then. So, all right. So now back to the business at hand because we are a very serious show here, and we take ourselves obviously we we take ourselves very seriously, but we don't take our work very seriously. So. Getting back to our top five and top five to avoid, let's take a look at some running backs. So let's do non-point-per-reception and point-per-reception separately. If you're in a non-point-per-reception league, who would your top five be, Janet? Number one would be Chris Johnson. Number two would be Arian Foster. Three, I think I'd go Adrian Peterson, followed by Ray Rice and Richard Mendenhall rounding out my top five. Mm. All right. So, and and let's see, how many did I agree with you on? I had Arian Foster first, Adrian Peterson second. I had Jamal Charles third. And you can hold Once again, that Chiefs love is is coming from all directions. <laughs> Well, I, I think that it's a combination. They have a balanced offense, or they'll be better on offense. Not that I think Dwayne Bowe is going to catch 14 touchdown passes again, but I think they'll still be good. And 
I think their defense will be decent enough that they'll have some leads to protect late. So anyway, I had I had Foster, Peterson, and Charles as my top three in a non-PPR league. And then Chris Johnson, so you had him one, I had him fourth. And then fifth, I had LaShawn McCoy, which should make some people in your mostly Eagles uh, household family they're very happy but probably you not so much so i have anyways. McCoy just outside my top five in a non-ppr he is in my top five four points per reception though okay so then why don't we go with your points per reception top five who do you have uh arian foster leading off ray rice two i have Lashawn mccoy at three chris johnson four and richard mendenhall at five no adrian peterson in my ppr top five who is your fourth one, Chris Johnson? Chris Johnson. Okay. Well, I think you'll find some common themes in my point per reception <laughs> top five running back. Good. I had Arian Foster first, as you did. I had Jamal Charles second. I, for some reason, I don't think you uh, you must have forgotten to mention him in your top five. Uh, I had Lashawn. <laughs> Pardon? He's he's not forgotten. He's just not there. <laughs> okay. And I had LaShawn McCoy as my three, when I believe he was also your third. Mm-hmm. And I had Ray Rice as my fourth. You had him second. And then I had Adrian Peterson fifth, but it was a toss-up between Adrian Peterson and Chris Johnson. So I agree with you. Ray, Adrian Peterson and Chris Johnson are actually just barely borderline top five guys for me in a point per reception league. And we seem to be on the same wavelength there, whether you rank them fourth or sixth. I think we both agree that neither Ray Wright, I mean, neither Adrian Peterson nor Chris Johnson are a top five running back in a point per reception league. What do you guys think? Anybody tweeting up a storm yet? Give us a call, and maybe if you're nice and uh, share your opinion with us, we'll let you in on this uh, Who Am I uh, <laughs> stuff, which we know is the highlight of the show for, for some people. So, okay, so we're pretty close there. How about five to avoid? Who are... Who are you on your five to avoid? And I'm not talking about somebody you know, that's not going to get any playing time, but guys that could reasonably expect to get playing time, who who are, are five that you would try to keep off your team by any means necessary? Uh, number one, it, with no doubt about it, is no Sean Moreno. Uh, Ooh, I, I mentioned this the other week. Uh, I don't like anything about his situation in Denver right now. They're actively looking to find another running back to bring in. Uh, they they don't have, have Tim Tebow as their running back, don't they? <laughs> yes, actually, he's going to play every position on the field. I don't. I don't know if you heard he's that. Going to hike but... the ball to himself <laughs> and then just run around. Only Tim Tebow can. But yeah, no, Sean Marino is not open. He's absolutely not going to be their number one running back. I'd be shocked if he were anything but their third down back. Um, also, Cedric Benson, I'm really not thrilled with anything happening on the Bengals, aside from Jordan Shipley, but we'll get to that later. Um, Benson, he's obviously I just on think, your bus list for wide hey, receivers. <laughs> um, also, I've got Maurice Jones-Drew, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, some people may not agree with, but his knee, his surgery was something like eight months ago, and he's still not 100%, and the team's already said they're not confident in his knee. Uh, that doesn't bode well for a running back that lives and dies by the cut and the deek. Uh, <laughs> um, and also, I might, I, I don't necessarily want to say I'm going to avoid him or he's a bust, but Michael Turner's value is going to be down this year, in my opinion. It's just I don't I don't see him getting anywhere near the kind of numbers he had last year. So I'm gonna rank him lower and avoid him more, but obviously I'm not gonna not draft him if he does fall. I'm just not gonna pay a premium for him like most people still will. Okay. And who's your fifth one then? I'm I'm out. That's all I have. Okay, <laughs> I got, you got I got too frustrated right. looking at them. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. We have no we have nobody in common on our lists, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Because my number one was Brandon Jacobs. I don't know whether Ahmad Bradshaw is coming back. I don't know whether he's going to throw his helmet into the stands. I, I just Plus don't think you can... Plus, he's got still, too. That's true. He'll probably fumble it as he tries to throw it into the stands. So, mm-hmm. so that 
Darren McFadden is another one. I'm not quite sure I get the love for him. Yes, he rushed for a ton of yards when he was healthy last year, but as they say, therein lies the rub. I just am not confident that he can stay healthy for for 16 games, and if he can't, then he's not somebody that you should really be relying on as a number one running back. Marshawn Lynch is another one. Of course, he had that great run in the playoff game, but I don't think that means that he's necessarily going to run away with the the feature back role there in Seattle, and I don't think one good run, albeit a great one, makes a career, and I'm just not sold on him. In a similar vein, Garrett Blunt would be my number four. Obviously, he had a good showing at the end of last year, but again, yeah, I'm not you sure loved, that... you loved Garrett Blunt last year. <laughs> well, I did. I picked him up on many teams, but again, you know, as if, as if we're talking about a free agent pickup off the waiver wire in week eight or nine, that's one thing. If we're talking about drafting a guy in the first two or three rounds of a, a draft as your probably second or third running back, I just don't see it. And for me the Maurice Jones-Drew of my list is going to be Frank Bohr. I just mm-hmm. think it's hit or miss with him. He's he's healthier than Maurice Jones-Drew, so I can see that. But, again, I just think it's anybody's guess, especially with an uncertain quarterback situation there, how much they're going to throw the ball. If they end up running it a lot, I just think he gets beaten up and doesn't survive the season. So your your thoughts on my five to avoid? Um, I can agree with them. I don't know if I'm ready to put Frank Gore in the category quite yet, uh, mainly because they need him. If he doesn't do anything, the 49ers are are pretty well toast. So I would like them to be good, so I'm still hoping Frank Gore is going to be helpful. Uh, One I may want to add to the list is Ryan Matthews out of San Diego, who a lot of people have as a sleeper for this year, which we'll get to later, but I still have no no confidence in what he's doing right now. All right. Well, Mike Singletary has a lot of confidence in Frank Gore because his job to fit. Oh, wait a minute. He doesn't have that job anymore, <laughs> right? Uh, all right. So, sorry, Mike. No, he doesn't have confidence in Frank Gore anymore, but it really doesn't matter. So, all right. So, anything else you want to say on running backs? Any parting shots before we move on to the world? Of wide receivers? Um, no, I just they're they're making me a little sad. There's a lot more busts than there are sleepers and and surefire fantasy can't miss running backs right now. So just on a on a little bit of a, a detour, but you're a huge Cowboys fan. So how do you see the running back yeah. situation shaking out there? Is is this finally going to be Tashard Choice this year? Is this finally going to be Felix Jones' year? Are they going to bring Herschel Walker back? What's going on with them? Well, you really never know. You can't ever count anything out in Dallas. <laughs> and, Including Herschel and, Walker. Um, yeah, probably not. He's still training. So Jerry's he is. Still He's an MMA fighter now, right. And I think Felix Jones is the one to pick out of the three if you want just one of them. Um, obviously, Marion Barber is the bigger back. He usually, as last year and the year before, got more touchdown looks. He got more of the goal line packages. But Felix Jones is the best of the three. Uh, neither Jones or Barber have been able to stay healthy for a whole season. So Shard Choice, every time he's come in, he's been great. He's averaging at least five yards of uh, carry, and I think he could be considered a sleeper because I don't necessarily trust either of Jones or Barber to stay healthy, and I think Choice will have enough value that if you're in a deeper league, it's worth taking a flyer on. But I think Jones is is the clear-cut number one there right now. I thought I had read somewhere that they were likely to cut Marion Barber after the lockout ended and go with DeMarco Murray, the rookie, as their third running back. Is that it's very likely possible. to happen, or what do you think? I, I think it's a, a definite possibility, but I just it's hard to predict anything the Cowboys are going to do. Anything you think might be logical, they're going to do the opposite of. So I just it's hard to say. I would like them to cut Roy Williams if they're going to cut anybody, but that's not going to happen. No, he's still looking for his ring, I think. But I think so. <laughs> so... Which, speaking of, why don't we go? Why don't we sneak in a couple more? Who am I? Is here. How does that sound? <laughs> All right. All right. 
we seem to have an ample um, number of Pittsburgh Steelers to choose from this week. We already used Ben Roethlisberger last week, but in the spirit and sake of, of fair play, we're going to try to work in some players from some other teams, too. So how about okay. this one? I recently live-tweeted while I was being pulled over for a traffic violation, and I also recently aroused PETA's ire by unveiling my new pet crocodile. Who am I? You know, I don't actually know, but I'd venture a guess maybe. Oh, you know, I do know this. I am a defensive player on the Arizona Cardinals. I know, I know. My first and last initials are the same. I can picture him, but I I just can't get it. All right, you're going to have to give it to me. I think, you know what, I think I'm going to pass on that just to annoy you. I can see the picture of him holding that crocodile. (laughs) All right. You you think of that, who that is, and in the meantime, if if anybody out there can think of it before Jana can, you call us up and and you'll, you'll... Get on the air. So yeah, we'll how about give you this a shout one? Out. We'll, okay. we'll give you an e- we'll give you a quote unquote easier one. So <laughs> who am I? I I used a homophobic slur on a radio call-in show this past week and you got a bunch Deshaun of trouble. You are Deshaun Jackson. That's correct. You are correct. <laughs> I'm rebounding here. I'm getting there. <laughs> you you are. All right. I'll give you another one that you should be able to get. So. Uh-huh. Who am I? We've already mentioned his name tonight on the show, and okay. he got in. He was criticized. He was one of the teammates criticized in James Harrison's interview, and he also got quite a few people worked up because after Osama bin Laden was assassinated, he said, "I don't understand why people are celebrating. I don't think people are being fair. We don't know his side of things. Who am I?" Are you Big Ben? No. Uh, Richard Mendenhall. That's correct, yes. There we go. All right. There's just too many players named in that article. <laughs> okay, so we have to end on a positive note, though. So oh, here, here's another one, and, and so we might as well, well, you'll see why I'm using this last one. Who mm-hmm. am I? I'm one of, I'm one of football's um, hardest-hitting wide receivers, I was a college quarterback, and this week I got pulled over on suspicion of DUI in Georgia. Who am I? You are Heinz Ward. That's correct. So I think we're we're out of. I think if this were a Jeopardy category, we're out of Pittsburgh Steelers for this week. Yeah. So we'll have to move on. But uh, anyway, there's there's quite a few to choose from. So, all right, back to our our top fives. Back to the business at hand here. Now let's move on to. Wide receivers, so how about I go first this time so you can throw darts at me instead of the other way around. Does that sound like turnabout is fair play? Fair enough. So first one on my top five list is Roddy White for the team that will beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So that's my number one. (laughs) Number two... Continue. His <laughs> top five quarterback, Matt Schaub's favorite target, Andre Johnson. Uh-huh. Number three is sleeper quarterback, although I'm giving away part of my list that we haven't gotten to yet. Sleeper quarterback, uh, Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, don't call me Matt Stafford's favorite target, Calvin Johnson. Number four would be Miles Austin from your favorite team. And number five would be Hakeem Nix from my favorite team, the Giants. So go ahead, fire away at my top five. I actually have Hakeem Nix on mine as well. Uh, we, Do you have, you have him four have spots top. higher, undoubtedly? Uh, <laughs> I have Hakeem Nix at number five. Um, okay. I've got Andre Johnson. I've got Roddy White. Um, I don't have a lot of problems with yours, aside from the whole Kansas City Chiefs nonsense, but we'll get to that. We'll get there. <laughs> I don't think not... I even named the Kansas City Chief in my in no, my life. No, I mean, just, I mentioned them in the whole, passing the with whole Roddy idea White. idea that they're but... going to an AFC Championship game is ridiculous. But we will get to that. This is not the time or the place. <laughs> um, All right. I don't have a lot of problems with it. I think there were there are more than five that I'd be okay with being on this list. Um, mine, I had Andre Johnson at one, and I had Calvin Johnson two. 
uh, Roddy White three, Deshaun Jackson four, and Hakeem Nicks five. Um, but there were I I probably could name five more that I liked. I just and Deshaun I, Jackson are, would have been in my next five, and I'm guessing Miles Austin would have been in your next Miles five. Miles Austin would be in my next five. Percy Harvin would probably be in my next five. I, I think throw Percy a, Harvin the ball this year. I you know I'm not sure yet, but I'm hoping somebody does. <laughs> I, I think Maybe that'll Adrian probably Peterson be the case. <laughs> or Tim Tebow, he can he can throw balls to receivers in different games. Why not? Now that I'd pay to see. Now something <laughs> I thought was very interesting. There was there one very startling omission from both of our top five lists. Mm-hmm. Somebody who would have been a consensus first-round pick as recently as last year, and no, I'm not talking about Randy Moss. Well, Neither one of us had Larry Fitzgerald in our top five. Uh, have his no, skills regressed actually... that much, or is he someone that you just can't see picking in the top five until you know who his quarterback is going to be? Uh, I absolutely would not pick him in the top five. I think he would fall more in a sleeper category right now than a top five category. I'm not saying he actually is a sleeper, but he uh, didn't perform Larry Fitzgerald numbers last year, although he performed very well with absolutely nothing else going on around him. Um, I just I want to know who's throwing him the ball. Is it going to be Kevin Cobb? If that, I don't know if he's a top five with Kevin Cobb there. I don't know. I just what about Donovan McNabb? Would you make him a top five guy if if Donovan McNabb were throwing him the ball? I might. I I don't. He'd be five if I did. But I at least know Donovan McNabb can play hurt and play the majority of the season, even if I don't love him and his passer rating's not great. I don't know that about Kevin Cobb yet. I I believe he's a good quarterback, but I don't know if he can withstand a whole season. That's true. But we all know why Larry Fitzgerald had a bad season last year, or at least mm-hmm. I do. That's because the Cardinals made the mistake of cutting Matt Leinert and keeping Derek Anderson as their starting quarterback last year. Obviously, neither of us are big Derek Anderson fans. I think we trashed well, you were, him quite you were a bit last year. We were giving trash about <laughs> Matt Leinert last year. We were having this whole debate in the preseason about who should be their starting quarterback, and I still held out some hope for Matt Leinert, and admittedly I'm a biased USC fan when I say that, but admittedly not so biased that I can't have Mark Sanchez on my bus list, and Carson Palmer, I agree with you, I wouldn't draft him, but I I don't know, I I think things could have been better for him last year, no, Matt Leinert isn't going to throw 70-yard strikes down the field, but he's going to complete more than 40% of his passes, which... I'm not sure Derek Anderson did last year, but anyway. Yeah. Um, can so, I just chime in? I figured out the other who am I. Okay, who am I? Darnell Dockett. You're correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. All right. So you're back in, in the good graces of who am I faithful. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so so let's, let's continue on with five wide receivers to avoid. And before we do that, do you want to just mention to the, the good people that have stayed up way past their bedtime tonight you know, or listening to this at inappropriate times on the podcast uh, who we are and what we're doing here and uh, how to get in touch with are, us? We are the 4th and Inches Show. I am Jana, and here with Scott Sweeney, the Sherpa, uh, also known as Fantasy Football Sherpa during football season. Uh, we are here talking five players to draft and avoid by each position, and later we're going to look at some sleepers and busts by position. We also play a little bit of a game called Who Am I, which I am currently batting a 1,000 on tonight. Um, but in the meantime, we're here till 10.30 Eastern, and you can get in touch with us, call in, talk with us at 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. We're also on Facebook under the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find us all week long on fantasyfootballsherpa.com. So feel free to help me make fun of Scott with his very pro-chief stance tonight or to basically just tell us what you think about our five players that are hits and misses and sleepers. Let us know what you think. 
Or if you disagree with our kicker rankings, even though we haven't given them yet, you can call in and, and oh, we'll let that be known there. as well. <laughs> yes, we will get there. And can you talk for another five minutes or so, just vamp, so that I can get my kicker list together? Oh, how or nice. Play who, or, or play Who Am I with yourself so that <laughs> I can have who am more I? time to... You can self Who Am I? Self-administer Who Am I so that I can finish my kicker list? All well, right, we got so, some time. We got some time. All right, we, we, we got do. a few... Uh, so just Why take a lot of time to answer the who am I's from now on, and then we'll be good. So, so let's get <laughs> yeah. to wide receivers then. Five to avoid. Who? How, all right, I'll, I'll go first again, so you can take okay. some hot shots at me then. Some. So my five to avoid. Number one, I have Sidney Rice because of his mm-hmm. hip. Number two, I have Vincent Jackson because I think he's a head case, and I have no idea where he's going to be playing this year. Number three, any New Orleans receiver not named Marquise Colston. Number four, Chad Johnson. And number five, Plaxico Burris, unless you're drafting, you know, unless unless you get fantasy points for people who spend time in prison the last two years. So that might be that might be an inter- interesting fantasy league with the amount of crime and Ray Lewis saying it's just gonna get worse. So That's right, and Ray Caruth is living proof of that. <laughs> and we did mention him and who am I last week. I think Allie might have gotten that one. We did. But so and I didn't put Randy Moss on that list, but wherever he ends, I, I didn't even think he was worth mentioning to avoid, but just for the sake of argument, I'll call him 5A. So what what do you think of my list? Sidney Rice, Vincent Jackson, I know a lot of people love them. What do you think? Chad Johnson might be going to New England. Would you draft him if he were there, or would you still avoid him? Um, I'm going to avoid Chad Johnson at all costs. I thought it was interesting. Marquise Colson, I actually had on my avoid list. He was the only receiver I wanted to avoid on the Saints. Really? You so think he's we, going to be their worst receiver, or you just don't think he's going to be worth drafting as, as with as high a pick as you'd have to spend on him? Uh, I don't know if he'll be their worst receiver, but he's coming off microfracture knee surgery, and it's like his fifth knee surgery in five years, which makes me very uncomfortable. Um, Probably makes him have, even more uncomfortable. Most likely. I would hope so. Otherwise, I'm a little too invested in the state of his knees, but... Yes. I had the giant Steve Smith on my list for that very same reason because he's also coming off microfracture knee surgery. And with the case of the Giants, they have other options like Hakeem Nix uh, and Mario Manningham that he's going to fall. I had Anquan Bolden and Braylon Edwards and Santana Moss on my list. So I I don't really disagree with anything on your list other than Marquise Colston. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, I I think there are a fair amount of players to avoid. Now, it's interesting you should bring up Steve Smith. I agree with you that Steve Smith should be avoided, but I would disagree with you on which Steve Smith should you be avoided. I would actually... They're interchangeable right now. They Steve are Smith interchangeable. He's already cleaned out his locker in Carolina, so he's clearly not coming back there. It's just And a I think with good reason, too. That's right. Mm-hmm. He He's just not buying into the to the Cam Newton experience. So I'm not either, it, so I don't blame him. All right. Well, we haven't I, it's hard to avoid rookies because they're just by <laughs> definition people to avoid, especially a quarterback for the most part, unless they're named Andrew Luck, but he wasn't picked this year because he didn't want to be picked. Next year maybe, but we'll see. So mm-hmm. let's see. Anything else that we need to cover there? No, I don't think so. All right. How about tight ends then? Uh, do you want to go first, or shall I take take the flack again? Um, I'll go first. I have a, a big-time love affair with the tight end position as it is, so I have a lot on my list. Uh, number one, Antonio Gates. Two, I've got Dallas Clark. Three, Vernon Davis. And four, Jason Witten. Those four, I can kind of go with any version of which way you mix them up. I just think they are the top four. I have Jermichael Finley at five. Him coming off injury makes me nervous, so I'm not ready to invest as he being a top tier with the same way these top four are. Um, but he, I think, has a higher ceiling than anybody else available. But I do really like Brandon Pettigrew. I like Chris Cooley when he has a quarterback, so right now he's definitely lower down on my list. But I like a lot of tight ends right now. Yeah, it does seem like there's more depth there, and I think that'll be borne out when you hear my list, too, because 
they might not have as big names yet as your five, but I would actually go with with Brandon Pettigrew of the Lions as my number one, which is a little I bit have, odd because I I really really like him, but I'm terrified of the fact that he can't stay healthy. I think he might be able to this year, and I think if Stafford stays healthy, that it's going to be huge. The numbers are going to be off the charts, but. I don't know if I can make him. Only been in the one. league one year. How can you say he can't stay healthy? We can say that about Matthew Stafford because he's been in the league two years now. No, we really can't. They're both small sample sizes. But I don't know. I just don't think that's a fair criticism of Pettigrew. But we'll see. And well, I think I'm, you I'm played. throwing it out there. Fair enough. Right. Well, that's true. It's your show too. So, and he actually. Let's see here. He played. He played all sixteen. No, you're you're right. I'm I'm sorry. Liar. I messed up. Liar. Last year was his second year in the league. He played 11 games the first year, and then 16 games last year. He was targeted 110 times and caught 71 for 722 yards. Getting so, better. Although he did play through injuries last year, he was not 100% healthy. No, and the weird thing too was that he did better when Sean Hill was the quarterback than when. Matthew Stafford was the quarterback. So. When we were on Jim's show two weeks ago, he did point that out, but I'm still a Stafford believer. I think that connection's going to be as good as Tony Romo and Jason Witten is. Well, I think it's going to be better because I don't even have Jason Witten on my top five, which is not so much a knock on Jason Witten as I just wanted to you know, highlight some guys that I think might really be in the top five this year, even though they're not the household names yet. Antonio Gates I had at four, and not because I don't like him, just because I'm that, that foot injury last year, he's he's had some foot and ankle problems the last couple seasons now. I'm just thinking that his days of 1,000 yards or, or rece- receiving yards are over, and you know, he's still going to be a good tight end, don't get me wrong, but I, I think 700 to 800 yards is a more realistic expectation for him going forward, which still makes him a top five performer at the position, but maybe not top one or two. So I have Brandon Pettigrew at one. I had Jermichael Finley two. I had Jermaine Gresham of the Bengals three. And of course, nobody knows who the quarterback is going to be there, but I think that could actually you know, work to his advantage, especially if it is somebody like Andy Dalton, because maybe tight ends are often used as safety valves with quarterbacks that are either you know, thrown into games in the middle of the game or just starting out new. They want to be safe and have shorter routes and all. So I would put Gresham three. Antonio Gates would be my fourth. And then I'm going to put the Saints' Jimmy Graham at five. Drew Brees likes to throw a lot, obviously. The running game might be a little bit better this year, but he doesn't have Jeremy Shockey to contend with anymore this year. So I, I really like Jimmy Graham's prospects as well. So Chris Cooley was a borderline guy on your list. He wasn't on my list. But, again, as with Larry Fitzgerald, I think there was a very interesting guy that would have been on both of our top five lists a year ago but was nowhere near either of our top five lists this year. And from what I've seen is in a couple of drafts is barely even considered a top ten tight end anymore. Who am I? Oh, sorry, wrong segment. But who oh, no. who do you think? Who who am I thinking of? I'll give you a hint. He plays for one of my two Super Bowl teams this year. Oh my goodness! Um, so that means either Kansas City or Atlanta. That'll narrow it down for you. Well, That's right. You got it. I'm talking about Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> I you know kind I'm of just... like Gates. He's another guy that's still 700, 800 yards, maybe not a thousand yards anymore, but. He, I don't think he's a top five guy anymore, but I think he's not no. getting enough love in the couple of drafts that I participated in. What's your take on Tony Gonzalez for this season? I just think that he, there are a lot of options to throw the ball to, so he's not going to get quite as many looks. Um, and obviously, with Julio Jones coming in, there's going to be even fewer. But I just, I don't think he's a top five. I don't even he. I think right now for me would be a maybe number 10. I, it's not that I'm not trying to give him any love. It's just that there are so many good tight ends right now. Yeah, that's, that, I agree. That's, that's, that's a good assessment of things. So how about five tight ends that you would be going out of your way to avoid? Let's, let's hear your list there. Uh, number one, Brent Selleck. Uh, he Really? 
when Kevin Cobb was a quarterback in Philadelphia, Brent Selleck was everywhere. His numbers were huge. Michael Vick under center, not even a thought. Uh, he is, As long as Michael Vick is quarterbacking there, Brent Selleck is not even worth being anywhere close to a starting tight end. I don't even know if I'd want him as a backup tight end right now. Wow. Um, I I told you, I'm a big fan of tight ends, but also I live outside of Philadelphia. I have to watch a lot of Eagles games, and Brent Selleck doesn't even get looks when Michael Vick's in. If he gets two balls thrown his way in a game, that's a lot. Hmm. That that shouldn't be. Well, I'm obviously not the Eagles <laughs> offensive coordinator, but I, I just I like it Selleck a lot. Sense, even but it's true. Giant. They have no yeah, chemistry. But... Uh, another tight end to avoid would be Kellen Winslow. Uh, he's he's injury prone. He's got the drops. I just I like Josh Freeman at quarterback. I don't like Kellen Winslow at tight end there. We both uh, like him a lot. Also, I'm looking at Greg Olson in Chicago. It's just not a tight end friendly setup, and it's just he did okay last awesome. year, but he- is a hot mess. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't see his numbers getting better from last year. He did okay, but I don't think they're going to go up. All right. That's that's fair. Uh, we talked about Tony Gonzalez. He's on my to-avoid list, not because he's doing anything wrong. He's just getting older and he's getting less looks, and that doesn't add up to fantasy points. <laughs> People usually do use, lose their looks as they get older, no? Eh, you know, in in all kinds of capacity. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. In My other reason. tight end to avoid is Mercedes Lewis. Just because Ooh. Jacksonville is going nowhere fast right now, his numbers were huge. There's no way they're coming close to that this year. Who do you think is going to be his quarterback this year? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Do you think it's, it's going to start Gerard out being – Gerard's going to start with the job. I don't anticipate him having it all season. Do you think I Lane Gabbard will if, take over at some point? I think so. And I like Gabbard a lot, but I hate when rookies have to come in and be the guy right away. It's not good they for They usually like to know. throw him to tight ends a lot, don't they? You know, you would if you had chemistry. But if you have a lockout and you don't ever get to work with your tight ends, how do you have the chemistry to throw to them all the time? That's why they're usually like the the comfort blanket there. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. Be. I don't know if I buy it right now. So you're not buying all these reports that we read in the you know, in the news every day about how these guys are organizing these workouts on their own and that you know, Matt Ryan they do. and Leo Jones are on their own. They get together for maybe a week and work out together, but then they're all off scattered working out in their hometown how much I mean, how much can you really bond with a rookie when you see him for twenty days in the off season out of a hundred and twenty? Yeah, good points. Good points. Yeah. He doesn't have a playbook either. That bothers me. I'm sure by now someone's given him one illegally, but like come on. Nobody's working with him the way that he would anywhere close to what would be happening if he was in a normal environment. Now that brings up an interesting point. We'll just put a bookmark in this list for a second, and we'll get back to my five <laughs> tight ends to avoid. But what do you think? What We talked a little bit about this last week with Ali Fontana from Bruno Boys, but mm-hmm. what do you think the effect of the lockout is going to be? Is there going to be any difference earlier in the season? Are we going to see more running and less throwing? Are we going to see defenses having the advantage over offenses? Do you think that's all hogwash? What do you expect to see? Uh, I think the defenses having an advantage is absolutely hogwash because it's not like the defense isn't on a lockout. They're not able to work out together. They're not watching a ton of film together and dissecting offenses. They're not working with their their scout team and offense picking apart. I just I don't think that one side of the ball has the advantage over the other. I think teams that are more established with more court players staying are going to do better. And teams like Jacksonville and Carolina and, you know, Seattle and Cincinnati with all this turnover and a lot of rookies being inserted, they're just, they're going to struggle. I think places like obviously Indianapolis and New England and, Maybe Atlanta, Philadelphia, Kansas <laughs> not Kansas City. I no, not Kansas City. What do you mean? City. They have all their core players back. 
Uh, they have a different coach. I mean, Charlie Weiss is gone. Uh, The whole situation there is in flux. They've got a whole new system happening. There's too much turnover. I think more established players, coaches who stay, teams who have new coaches are at a severe disadvantage, and especially teams that think they're going to bring in a rookie quarterback or a rookie running back or wide receiver right away. You're just, it's not going to work as well. The only turnover in Kansas City are going to be the ones forced by their awesome defense. So you, you mark my really? word. Really? Because there. I think Matt Castle is going to be turning over the ball more than anybody. I think <laughs> Kansas City is going to be terrible. I have so many are on my do not draft bus list. I don't want any part of anything in Kansas City. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, why don't we, we celebrate that <laughs> fact by getting back to my tight ends to avoid list then. All right. Tell me your tight ends so, to avoid. My tight ends to avoid, and I think we're down to ten minutes now, so I better not. I better speak faster than one every two minutes. But my tight <laughs> ends to avoid. All right, I'll try. But if you stop interrupting me, all right, let's uh-huh. see if I can get through this list in ten minutes. Number one would be Jeremy Shockey, for the reasons we uh-huh. discussed before. Number two would be Jared Cook of Tennessee, who seems to be getting a lot of love for reasons that are yet unclear to me. Although that's kind of you know, violating my own rule about about tight ends and inexperienced quarterbacks, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll be inconsistent just for the sake of being inconsistent. Number three, I don't want any of the New England tight ends. Yes, if you could tell me that only one of the two, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez or or um, Rob Gronkowski, were on the team, then I would say I, I would like either of them. But since they're both still there to split. Yeah, you never know I, what you're going to get one week or the other. Exactly. It, it's the old Forrest Gump thing. So, mm-hmm. And then number four would be Todd Heap, who used to be a mainstay on the top five list, but for two reasons. Number one, he's he's getting older and losing his, his looks. And number two, he's got still Ed Dixon and Dennis Pitta there, who are both second-year tight ends now. And I, I just don't know how that's going to shake out, so I, I would avoid that situation and also one of the reasons was going to be the the enormous hits he took last year that's well that's true he's he's just been getting punished a lot the last couple years and another one who sort of fits that category for me is is um, zach miller from oakland he seems like he misses a lot of games and even heath miller in pittsburgh who used to be a top you know, mentioned in that conversation of top tight ends two or three years ago. You know, he's he's hardly even an afterthought anymore in drafts. I don't think he's, you know, he's barely been drafted in either of the two leagues that I saw, and that's with tight ends eligible for the flex uh-huh. position. So that shows you how far he's fallen then. But uh, anyway, yeah. so those are my my tight ends to avoid. Any any comments on, on that list? Oh, and I didn't give you my fifth, and that would be Visante Shanko. Two things there. Number one, I don't know who his quarterback is, so I'll violate my own rule again there. And mm-hmm. the second thing is that they've got a, a rookie there, a rookie tight end named Kyle Rudolph, who they're apparently pretty high on, and they're talking about two tight end sets and all that. And Shanko, of course, is saying the diplomatic thing, you know, I'm a team player, and you know, we'll, we'll just confuse the defense even more, which will open up more opportunity for me. But, you know, realistically, they're they're going to get Harvin more involved in the offense. And if Sidney Rice is back, then, you know, he's going to get his looks. So I, I just don't think that uh, now that Brett Favre has finally left town for good, that uh, Shanko is going to be quite as, as dominant or as, as viable a fantasy alternative as he was uh, with Brett Favre. I'm not ready Favre to give up on Shanko. You are or are not? I'm not. I'm not ready to to put him in that bottom five yet. But Heath Miller, I think, could have a bounce back here. I I might consider him a tight end sleeper. Uh, He is not actually one of my top three sleepers, but I think he could be four or five in the tight end sleeper category. Um, Otherwise, I don't disagree with anything. So only, only two. Only two out of five. That's not too bad. All right, so now do we want to try to breeze through kickers and defenses? Should we do some more? I'll I'll give you one last who am I for tonight, and then we'll try to breeze through the kickers and the defenses because we don't need to spend much time on them. All right, ready? It's a one-word clue. Wizenator, who am I? (laughs) 
Oh, God, this is another name that's stuck in the back of my head that I'm not going to be able to get. All right, uh, why don't we move on? All right, I've got five minutes. Court. i got five minutes. It'll come you to You have me. five minutes to not Google it. All right, I'll try to resist the urge. Yes. <laughs> all it's right, just, let's do kickers. Right. We'll revisit who am I. All right, so kickers, who who are the guys, the kickers that you would want on yours? If you want, I'll give you my top five. Um, number one would be Mason Crosby. Uh-huh. I agree right. with that. I, I don't know if I'd make him number one, but I agree with it. All right, number two, you're probably going to disagree with me, but I'll go with Billy Cundiff of the Baltimore Ravens. I got and a the bad reason I have him... about Billy Cundiff in my mouth from being a Cowboys fan. <laughs> what was that? I do not like me Billy Cundiff after being a Cowboys fan. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, the, the only my save, his saving grace in my eyes is that he's actually going to be kicking for what I think is going to be one of the top five offenses this year. I think this is the year Baltimore finally gets it together and Joe Flacco takes that step up, although he's not in my top five. And All right. I, I, I think that that'll work. So anyway, not that I have to explain myself for kickers or that anyone should explain themselves for kickers, but let's see then. My number, um, let's see. Next one on my list, I'm going to put Garrett Hartley on my list. I think he should also be there again. When I pick, when I rank kickers, I do it strictly based on the teams. I I don't care, you know, how mm-hmm. if they can kick 90-yard field goals in practice into the wind, that's all great. But I I just don't care if their offense can't get them close enough consistently for. You know, chip shot field goals, then I'm in chip shot means 40 yards and in these days in the NFL. If they can't do that, then I'm not interested. <laughs> All right. Neil Rackers for Houston would be on my list. And then, much as I hate to say it, Stephen Gronkowski for New England. I, I think they're also a top five offense in all likelihood. So that's my list. How about um, you? I had Garrett Harley and Mason Crosby on my list as well. Uh, I had Sebastian Janikowski on my list. I know you don't think that Oakland's going to do a whole lot offensively, but he's got a big leg, so they can get him to about midfield and and throw him out there. Uh, Nate Kading with San Diego, terrible down the stretch. He's great in the regular season, though, always good for fantasy points. And Alex Henry, the Eagles rookie kicker, if I knew he were going to make the team, he would be in my top five for sure because I think they've I'm, got. I'm banking you, on him making the team. So he almost made it last. Well, not almost, but he was in camp with them last year. But of course, they they kept um, uh, David uh, Akers last year. But I don't think they're going to do that this year. So no, we'll it doesn't sound like they will. Although I'm sure he'll land somewhere, hopefully in um, Carolina or something. I only have I only have three to avoid, and All right, they're they? pretty much no brainers. Graham Gano, Clint Stinser, and Orlando Moore. They are, of course, the Redskins, Bengals, and Seahawks kickers, respectively. <laughs> and I would agree with you on Mare. And who who did you have for Cincinnati? I would think Mike Nugent uh, would still be kicking for them. Oh, Maybe I have I'm wrong. Clint Stinser. Okay. I think I think the Nugent trains left the building. But either way, I don't want either of them. All right. Yeah, I I don't think I do either, and I don't want Jay Feely in Arizona just because I have no faith in their in their uh, offense either this year. So, unfortunately, that's going to about do it for this week's show. So why don't you wrap us up, put a bow on it, and maybe if we have time, we'll do one more. Who am I before we sign off? Next week we will talk about our top five defenses to avoid and draft. We're also going to look at sleepers and busts by position and all kinds of other fun stuff. Um, in the meantime, and get a hold of us all week long. We're going to be on fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There are definitely new articles up all the time. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can also email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And we will be back here next week, Wednesday night. That's the 20th. And we'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Time. If you miss us when we're live, you can always find the archived podcast on blog talk radio slash the number four THN inches show. 
<laughs> and uh, I think that's just about it. Well, do you have the answer to the Wizenator? Who am I yet? Uh, the running back Smith, I want to say it starts with an O. You're correct. I'll give you another hint. Think Canada. Think of province. In Ontario. Canada. Ontario Smith. Ontario That's Smith. That's correct. Got it. All right. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night, and we'll talk to you next week.